more members and there had been insufficient volunteers to fill the final two vacancies on the board at the annual general meeting in February. We're grateful to Ellen Wise and Betty Ann Molitor for stepping up and agreeing to return to the board to fill those vacancies. For the present, they have been appointed by the board and will be confirmed at the next congregational meeting. And just a second update uh, on the final results of the coldest night of the year walk. When all the cash and checks were counted, we exceeded the goal of $100,000 by raising $103,000 for Dawn to Dawn and the Transition Society. I see applause there, great. <laughs> and our St. George's 27 member team and the people of St. George's raised a total of $10,713 towards that total. So I'd like to again thank our team of walkers and the people of St. George's for their generosity and compassion for our most vulnerable neighbors. Wonderful, thank you, Joyce. I'm actually going to just do a little fiddling with Joyce's, uh, Joyce's thing. Bye, Joyce. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, in terms of other announcements, as I said, today is Palm Sunday. It's the beginning of Holy Week, so if you've got your palms ready, I'll be waving my palms. My children have uh, palms. I'll be waving it in the background in a few minutes, a few minutes here, but uh, uh, this week is Holy Week. Um, we're going to continue our Wednesday midweek prayer service at 12.30 uh, p.m. We'll send an email with the details in that as well. We'll have some special music and a time to reflect and pray together. And um, on Thursday uh, evening, we'll be having a Maundy Thursday service celebration or remembrance of Jesus' Last Supper with his disciples with scripture and music at 6.30 p.m. And to be followed by Fort Fellowship with with Ingrid. Uh, to get onto the Monday Thursday service, you'll just follow the same details as our normal Sunday service. We will send out an email with the details too in case you in case you uh, in case you lose them as well. Um, and uh, on Good Friday there will be a Good Friday service, but it will be held by uh, by Comox Valley Presbyterian Church live on their YouTube page. There will be a link uh, to those uh, a link to that in the weekly uh, and there was one in this past week, the email, and we'll send out another email with the information on that as well. And then following, of course, is uh, Easter Sunday. Uh, well, we'll celebrate the resurrection of Jesus uh, on, on that day. Ingrid, did you have any announcements before we continue? Uh, not really anything extra on there. Just uh, you covered Fort Fellowship, but I did want to add on that... Um, there are resources on the St. George's website for uh, maintaining your uh, faith uh, journey it's for God's children of all ages uh, through Lent and into Easter time, uh, including uh, resources for Palm Sunday today. Uh, if you want to go beyond worship uh, and do some more reflection and activity at home, and each week's uh, addition to the prayer box or moving forward each new activity that we do for children uh, all the resources are posted there on the St. George's website under the children tab. So if there are no other announcements I invite everybody <clears throat> to just take a big deep breath in. <sighs> Let's do that one more time. <sighs> this might be a different experience than we are used to. Most things are right now. But there is continuity in God's love, in God's grace, and in our unity as a community. Would you join with me in the call to worship? Awake to the day of triumph for our Savior. Give thanks for this day that leads to the cross. Come with your branches, hosannas, and songs. Fill the air with welcome to the Lord. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray. We praise you, O oh God, 
for your redemption of the world through Jesus Christ. Today he entered the holy city of Jerusalem in triumph and was proclaimed Messiah and King. By those who spread garments and branches along his way, let these branches be signs of his victory and grant that we who carry them may follow him in the way of the cross that dying and rising with him, we may enter into your kingdom through Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen. Hosanna, loud Hosanna, the happy children sang. Through pillar, court, and temple, the joyful anthem rang. To Jesus who had blessed them, those folded to his breast. The children sang their praises, the simplest and the best. From Olivet they followed, mid an exultant crowd. The victory palm branch waving and singing clear and loud. The Lord of earth and heaven rode on in lowly state, content that little children should on his bidding wait. Hosanna in the highest, that ancient song we sing, for Christ is our Redeemer, earth let your anthems ring. Oh, may we ever praise him with heart and life and voice, and in his humble presence eternally rejoice. Let us face this day of palms and Jesus' passion with honesty, confessing our sins before God, trusting that when we lay open our lives, we open ourselves to God's grace. Please join me in the prayer and saying the prayer of confession together. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, mind, and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry. In your mercy, forgive what we have, have been. Help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways through Jesus Christ. Amen. Your God has come to you, humble in the form of a slave, to free you from the weight of sin and death. Jesus' obedience has released you. Your sins are forgiven, and in the name of the one who is exiled, beyond what we can comprehend, Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. All right. I want to make sure all the children of all ages come close now. You can see I've got my trunk here or my, uh, my chest, and I'm going to just lift this up a little bit so that hopefully you can see what i'm doing a bit more clearly now it is still lent and so we've got our purple cloth here there we go 
And at the very beginning of Lent, if you can think back a whole lot of weeks, we started making prayer boxes together. And maybe some of you, I know I've, I've received some wonderful video and pictures. Um, uh, I've received some beautiful uh, video and pictures from children who have recreated their prayer boxes at home. That's wonderful. And so the reason we're doing that is because Lent, uh, the weeks that lead up to Easter, are, is all about trying to make sure that we get closer and closer to God. And for some of us, that means removing some things that are distractions from God. And for some of us, that means adding in some practices that help us get closer and closer to God. And prayer is the easiest way for us to do that, to spend time getting closer and closer to God. So we've created this prayer box, and we've been filling it each week with something new that helps us in our relationship and connection with God. And so that very first week, we make teeny little versions of ourselves. So here's little Ingrid, little Reverend Ingrid, that I can add to our box. Um, and that's to remind us that we can pray for ourselves when we're praying. We can pray to be more and more like Jesus. Uh, and we can pray for help in hard times. So I'm going to put myself in our little prayer box here. And then the following week, we added rocks, painted rocks to our prayer boxes. And this is for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, one is to remind us that God is our rock and our strength in times of trouble. Another reason is to remind us that sometimes when we're angry or grumpy, our heart gets all tight and tough and solid like a rock. And to remind us that God wants our hearts to be soft with love. Uh, it's also to remind us that even in the hard times, places where we feel like we need to scream, God is there too. So here's our rock. I'm going to put it in the prayer box. Then the following week, I showed you the calming jar. And it was where we made jars filled with glitter. Shake, 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 shake. And that helps us pray because, one, it helps us focus on something when we're trying to pray so we don't get distracted with other thoughts. It gives us something to focus while we're praying, but also it helps to remind us that God is with us to help us stay calm when we're feeling upset. And so sometimes we just need some deep breaths. We can watch the glitter settle and remind, we are reminded that God is with us. We are not alone. Now last week, we learned a little bit about how the disciples said, okay, Jesus, we know you want us to pray, but how do we do that again? And so Jesus taught us to pray using what we call the Lord's Prayer. And so we added a little Lord's Prayer to our prayer box. You might have written it on a little scroll like I have or added something else in as a reminder. We've got the Lord's Prayer in here. Now, Reverend Ryan started at the beginning of worship by welcoming us to something that's called Holy Week, and it's the week that leads up to Jesus' death and his resurrection. And so while we know, we might know the story, and the story ends really, really great, there are some parts of this story that are really, really hard and dark. And so today, what we're going to add to our prayer box is a candle. Now, it's not always safe for anyone to use a candle anywhere and so right now i'm going to switch on this little little battery powered candle you can see it there and maybe what you can do is if you have one of these you can add it to your prayer box otherwise you can create uh, a little candle art so you might use a, a toilet paper roll or lots of other ideas uh, i'll post some of those on the website for Adding a candle to your prayer box. Candles help us in a lot of ways to remember how to pray. A candle reminds us that Jesus said, I am the light. A candle helps us remember that even when it's dark, there is a light that no darkness can overcome. It gives us something to focus on. It reminds us that we have a Christ light within each one of us that never stops burning. And so even in the darkness that comes through Holy Week, especially on Friday, 
we can always remember that the light never stops shining and that Jesus is always there with us and that God says there is a light that no darkness can overcome and God gave us that light. And so friends, I'm going to put my little candle into my prayer box and we'll have one more thing to add next Sunday. And next Sunday is Easter. How exciting. And so here's our prayer box for this week. I invite you to make your time and, um, and to carry on with getting closer and closer to God through life. Thank you. Oh. Our reading our reading today is from the book of Matthew chapter 21 verses 1 to 11 is Jesus triumphal entry into Jerusalem When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them. And he will send them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what has been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoils, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, you are the giver of all good gifts. We give you thanks today for the opportunity to celebrate, even though celebration itself happens often in a world of trouble. We pray that your light shines on each of our hearts that you may speak and bring us life. In Jesus' name, amen. So let me get some things out of the way on my screen. It's kind of funny when you're trying to, uh, trying to set everything up and get everything out of the way, but I will do that. It's a bit of a weird time to be talking about a parade, to be waving palms, marking Palm Sunday, the day of Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. After all, our wider world, in our wider world, there seems to be little worth celebrating, at least right now. No doubt many of our hearts feel heavy under the weight 
of estimates that this crisis will likely land, last longer than any of us really expected. It's not exactly the time for parades or celebrations of any kind. Times like these are trying for everyone and people of faith are no exception. A couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine who is a staunch atheist, I often share stories about him because he often gives good sermon material, but he shared on Facebook a challenge to God, that if there was indeed a God, then that God should prove he exists by eradicating the coronavirus immediately. And so seeing as how coronavirus continues to take lives and keep us holed up in our houses, my friend's point was that there is clearly no God, because if there is a God who is both all-powerful and infinitely loving, this God wouldn't allow such terrible and tragic things to happen to so many people. These questions come up less when times are good, but throw in a worldwide pandemic and doubt begins to bubble to the surface. And you don't have to be an atheist to wonder where God is in all of this, if God's in it at all. Believe it or not, though, this may come as a complete surprise, but we're not the first people to face questions like this. In fact, our scripture reading for today, though it's a uh, an occasion for great celebration, leads us right into the heart of the matter. Because while Palm Sunday was this occasion for great celebration and joy, it was also the gateway to doubt for the first followers of Jesus. You see, people of Jesus' time lived in their own dire circumstances. By Jesus' time, the world's greatest superpower to date, the Roman Empire had invaded and occupied Palestine and ruthlessly exploited its people. The word poverty doesn't really do justice to the situation that Jesus' people lived under. Nor does the word oppression do justice to the brutality by which the Romans operated. Understandably, like us, Jesus' people wondered where God was and how a good God of justice and mercy could allow such things to happen. The Palm Sunday parade, though, gave Jesus' people hope that God was finally intervening in history. Because according to the Old Testament, and you probably heard it in our reading from Zechariah, a Messiah, an agent of God, would be sent to set things right. Not only to put an end to Roman rule and punish God's enemies, but to usher in an everlasting age of peace. And here in our scripture passage, Jesus is coming into town, riding on a donkey. The crowds are shouting Hosanna to the son of David and waving palm branches all around because they think that this is the moment. This is the guy. This is the one who's going to clean up this mess. God's going to clean up this mess once and for all and forever. Now, of course, None of that ended up happening. I mean, if you read ahead in the story just a little bit, you'll know that, in fact, Jesus, the one who was hailed as the Messiah, the Son of God on Palm Sunday, ended up arrested. He ended up betrayed by one of his closest friends and abandoned by all the others, tortured, humiliated, and nailed to a cross on Good Friday. For both Jesus' followers and his enemies, this was the ultimate evidence against him and against God. His followers doubted him and they scattered. And while Jesus hung dying, others mocked him saying, he saved others, but he can't save himself. If he's the king of Israel, let him come down from that cross and maybe we'll believe in him. I mean, I don't mean to paint my friend in a, a bad light but it sounds like my friend's internet post because it's saying that if God is real and God is good, then God can only prove herself by setting the world right, right now. So much for the parade. For most of us, Jesus' failure, God's failure to make everything right on a dime is the ultimate evidence against him. In the long history of the church though, and in the biblical story, it's actually Jesus' failure, his crucifixion, 
that shows us what true change is really like, what God's power is really like, because Jesus shows us who God is. Jesus shows us how God works. He is the word made flesh in the words of the Gospel of John. He is the image of the invisible God, says the letter to the Colossians. So Jesus shows us a whole different definition of God and God's power, how God works in the world. The fact that Jesus doesn't repair the world with a flick of a switch. That he doesn't smite his enemies, but he forgives them. That he offers himself up in sacrifice for the sake of even those who kill him is evidence of a different kind of God together, altogether. One who is at work in a totally different way than we could ever expect. Now, if this all sounds too abstract to you, which it might because, you know, sometimes Ryan can be in all in his head and it might not touch on the ground sometimes, but consider a recent news story, a story about John, Don Giuseppe Berardelli, a 72-year-old Catholic priest in Casnigo, a town in northern Italy about 50 miles northeast of Milan, the heart of that country's coronavirus outbreak. Berardelli was one of the many who died. He succumbed to the virus thanks to his age and pre-existing health problems. While his situation wasn't particularly noteworthy, though, one small act has brought him worldwide notoriety. Before he died, Gerardelli gave up his ventilator so someone else could use it and live. And I mean, that's good, that's sacrificial enough, but what's even more astounding, though, is that the ventilator he gave up was his own literally his own. It was bought for him by his parish as an act of love and appreciation for a beloved friend and community leader. Rather than saving himself, he gave up his own life to save another person. And for us, we see reflections of the God we meet in Jesus. Now, where others might look at the virus, may look at most of human history, in fact, and see it as overwhelming evidence against or for the absence of the divine, it's not so for us. For we who have been given the eyes of faith, for us, we see an instant like this, however small, however insignificant seeming, as evidence of God's work, as a sign of the resurrection in the midst of a Good Friday world. Not a God who acts through the snapping of divine fingers in a single moment of strength, not a God who sets things right in overwhelming power nor in dazzling displays of control, but one who comes to us under the radar in love, in the, what the world considers to be weakness, redeeming the world through the power of self-giving, self-emptying, sacrificial love. Where others see absence, here we see the evidence, evidence of the God we meet in Jesus Christ, the God who comes to us, side saddle, on a donkey, unarmed, arms stretched out, who comes to us in the shape of a cross, laying down his own life to bring life to us to bring life to a broken, battered world. It's a completely different kind of power altogether, and it is the power of God. So friends, well, today may not seem like a parade kind of day, although the weather is, I mean, we need a Palm Sunday parade now more than ever, not to uh, anesthetize ourselves to the world's situation, but to bring us alive in its midst. The parade leads us through the cross, yes, through a world of suffering and pain, but thanks to the God we've got, we know that Easter is always on the other side. Resurrection always lies on the horizon, even when we can't see it. So may we, may you join the parade today,
with Jesus at the head and folks like Don Giuseppe Berardelli, say that five times fast, waving palms, showing us the way of salvation and eternal life. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even here, even now. Today is the day for this kind of parade. Amen. You, Lord, are both love and shepherd. You, Lord, are both prince and slave. You, peacemaker and sword bringer of the way you took and gave. You, the everlasting instant, you whom we both scorn and praise, clothed in light upon the mountain, stripped of my hope on the cross, shining in eternal glory, beggared by a soldier's toss. You, the everlasting instant, you who are both gift and cost. You who walk each day beside us, sit in power at God's side. You who preach a way that's narrow, have love that reaches wide. You, the everlasting instant, you who are our pilgrim guide. Worthy is our earthly Jesus, worthy is our cosmic Worthy your defeat and victory, worthy still your peace and strife. You, the everlasting instant, you who are our death and life. Please join me in reciting the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our prayers today come from a variety of people. Their prayers of protection and safety, 
for Fred and Greg, for Barb's brother Tony and wife Anna, for Tom and Roberta Feely, and Victor Anderson of the Sunshine Lunch Club, the clients, and they ask for prayers of protection and health. For Allison and Will, as they drive back to Canada from the States and their time in quarantine when they arrive back. We pray for Jana and her four children as they mourn the loss of a husband and father. They have a deep faith though, and this is comforting and consoling, but it's still a troubling time. Pray for the family of our church, church member, Joy Huntley, who passed away on Saturday, just shy of her 90th year. Pray for those who have lost their jobs, such as Carol's nephew, as they retrain and take courses, and anyone who's experienced loss in this time of unemployment and uncertainty. Pray for our frontline workers who physically have to be at the job site. Give them the capacity and strength to deal with this alternative public place. We ask for prayers and support for our community and for our church. This is a time to think about our ministers, Reverend Ryan and Reverend Ingrid, and ministers across Canada and beyond. We're entering Holy Week, and we just need to ask for peace, comfort, and rest for them during these uncertain times. They're in a unique situation and need to be cared for too. We ask for prayers for Deborah's son Patrick and the family as they decide whether to stay in France or come home. And we pray for a nephew by the name of Patrick whose family lives in Calgary. Oh God, you come to us humbly, riding on a donkey and proclaiming a message of peace. We offer up all of these prayers for the church, for earth and all its creatures and for all the people in need. We pray for an end to this crisis and a way through the darkness. God, our creator, you show us your sons and daughters the way to freedom through the gentle obedience of your son. Show us now a way to give us freedom to follow. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now that we've offered up our prayers, it's the time for the offering. Um, as the church continues, we may not be together in the building, but the work of the church continues, including the work of the Sunshine Lunch Club that continues within the building, the work of pastoral care, the work of peace and justice uh, spread all throughout uh, the Comox Valley and beyond. Um, if you're new to St. George's, we don't, uh, don't feel obligated to give, but we do have options to give, including uh, uh, offering by text or visiting the church website. You can see that on the screen. Um, well, also, um, we are receiving, uh, continuing to receive uh, checks uh, either by mail or through the church mail slot. Many thanks to those of you who are on par, but also those who you have who have dropped off your offering this past week, as there have been 
many of you to continue uh, God's mission through the church. And um, uh, you can also drop off uh, post-data checks as well uh, to make it easier on yourself and on our uh, wonderful uh, counters who continue to do their work even at this time. Um, and while we offer up our lives to God, uh, Eve will be offering us a solo. Ain't no rock going to shout for me. What a wonderful morning, Palm Sunday morning. So many of us will remember being a child in church and waving the palm branches. Uh, it's so exciting. And it would have been so exciting if the whole choir was here to sing for us. Um, this was a song that we had planned to sing today, um, our anthem. And um, um, it's an interesting song. Um, it's based on Luke 19, 38 to 40. All about how we really need to be the ones that are singing the praise. Not even a rock can shout for us. We need to be the ones that stand in our faith with our palm branches as little children on that day in Jerusalem. On that day in Jerusalem, watching, watching the entrance to the city, to the town, trying to see what was happening. And I hope that the words will help you to rejoice in Palm Sunday today. Ain't no rock 
gonna shout for me. No rock gonna shout for me. Hosanna! Well, that uh, that was exactly the kind of uh, offering that I needed to hear. Although Eva did forget to turn off her microphone, maybe she could turn off her microphone right now. As we join together in the uh, in the offering prayer, send down upon us, O God, your Holy Spirit, to cleanse our hearts, to hallow our gifts, and to perfect the offering of ourselves to you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we're going to end this service with a lovely song from the African-American tradition, uh, Ride on King Jesus, which tells us just exactly that, that nothing can stop the works of God, the purposes of God, new life and resurrection. No Good Friday can stop Easter Sunday. So ride on King Jesus. Get your palms out. If you got them. Right on, King Jesus. No man can hinder me. Right on, King Jesus. Right on, no man can hinder me. No man can hinder me. Right on, King Jesus. No man can hinder me. Ride on, King Jesus, ride on. No man can hinder me. 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 In that great getting up morning, very well. Very well, in that great getting up morning, very well, very well, in that great getting up morning, very well, very well, in that great getting up morning, very well, very well. No man can hinder me, no man can hinder me, no man can hinder me, no man. Right on, King Jesus. And so, friends, it begins. We walk through this week from palms to passion, and it is Jesus we seek. Each moment as we walk through these days, Jesus sees us. It is Jesus we seek. And I invite you to consider and watch for the ones who need hope, who need kindness. Watch for the ones seeking the light. Be the ones seeking the light, not the darkness that tries to blind us and bind us. As you walk through these days, may the love you know be spread to all the people you watch in your days. And may the God who now blesses you and keeps you in love whose face shines upon you with grace from above, who looks on you with such joy and such favor, this God, this three-in-one God, may this God give you peace beyond your own understanding. Amen.
Thanks everybody for being a part of this service. I see plenty of familiar names on our uh, attendees list. Uh, uh, be, be glad because now I can truly take attendance. I know who's been naughty and who's been nice. Uh, and uh, y'all have been nice and shown up at, uh, for our worship service today. And I wanna especially thank uh, Jordy Robinson, our special guest musician for offering his cello. It really ain't the same as in person, but it's sort of like, you know, it's sort of like these moments that we get glimpses of God's glory that are kind of foretastes of the kingdom of God, uh, beauty of heaven, that, uh, that uh, we, we get a foretaste of hearing Jordy in person again, and uh, we get a foretaste of hearing Eve sing again, and, and all the rest uh, offering worship. So uh, just thank you all for, for uh, making this possible, and thank everybody for tuning in, and I will see, well, you know, I'll, I'll be present with uh, many of you, we will all be present uh, together later on this week. And uh, may God bless you all. And I will see you soon. Bye now.